welcome to the Freestyle podcast series, bringing you real stories from those living with diabetes. We hear about the challenges they face and hope to provide some inspiration for living your best life. I'm Elizabeth Hughes and I'm your host for this episode. My guest is school teacher, Mairead Parker. She was diagnosed with type 1 at the age of 4. Now a mum herself, she says after some turning points in her journey, she is now proud of her diabetes and even calls it her superpower. Please remember that before making any changes to your diabetes management, discuss these with your healthcare team first. Mairead, welcome to the Freestyle Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's start at the beginning. You were diagnosed when you were young, only four with type 1 diabetes. What do you remember about those early years? To be honest, the early years are a bit of a blur. It's more so things that my mum told me about the early years. So at the age of four, I couldn't reach the sink in the kitchen. I was really, really dehydrated during the night time. So I would go to the bathroom sink and drink water from that. I also was really tired all the time and didn't have much of an appetite. When my parents took me to the GP, they diagnosed that I was living with type 1 diabetes. So this was a big surprise for my family, as no one else in my family has the condition. In my early years, it was a lot of trial and error. I know for my mum, it was a lot to take on. Technology wasn't as good as it is now, and there wasn't as much information about the condition. The belief, you know, avoid sugar, there was a lot of misinformation back then, and I really admire my mum for taking on board the doctor's advice, looking after me, giving me injections, doing the finger pricks. The main things I remember from primary school would be having my hypo treatments, digestive biscuits, the bottle of Lucozade close by. They're the main memories because going to school... It was my regular day-to-day life, so it was mainly that I was getting my injections first thing in the morning, and then when I'd come home from school, I'd have my snack. You'd have quite set meal times, but outside of that, I felt like my childhood was a regular childhood, just with a few additional adjustments. Moving on to your teenage years, people with diabetes sometimes talk about feeling different. Is that something that you recognise? Yes, definitely. I know in my younger years and teenage years in secondary school, I was really involved in sports. So luckily for me, my diabetes didn't impact that. I think for me, the big challenge was moving to university. That was my first time living away from home. And the responsibility is solely yours. So you don't have your parents checking, did you take your insulin? Have you checked your blood sugars? Now, my family were very good and quite easy going and you know they were good at letting me take ownership of my diabetes but moving out on your own you're living with your friends and for me it was my university years that I found quite challenging because you want to be the same as everyone else you want to be able to go to your lectures you want to go on your nights out you want to eat whatever foods you want so for me that was definitely a time that I found quite challenging And I didn't want diabetes to stop me doing things or to become a barrier for me. But it was only then after my university years that I actually 
realized that I was the person who needed to have ownership on it over my diabetes and to educate myself about the technology that's out there. And, you know, as I share my story a little bit more, there's so many turning points in it. But yeah, my university years, I would say they were the ones that I found the most challenging. And when you reflect back on those days at university, is there anything that you would kept the same or anything that actually you'd have done differently if you could go back in time? I definitely would have been a lot more open-minded. I know the Daphne course had been mentioned to me in those teenage years, but I had a fear that I'd look at food and not want to try different foods. And I didn't want to become obsessed with carb counting. I was totally miseducated on it. Whereas when I actually did complete the Daphne course, that was such a turning point for me. So looking back on it, I would have been more open to learning more about the condition. I felt that if I put a lot of time into it, that it was the diabetes taking over my freedom and my life. Whereas actually that education is what has opened up a whole new world to me. I suppose some of that is maturity, isn't it? And yeah. there's other things going on in your life, isn't it? Especially when you're at university, um, like yeah. you say. Um, and it does sometimes take that maturity to think about actually, can I do what can I do to help myself? So following your life journey with type 1 diabetes, you're now a teacher. Have you had experience of any children in your class with diabetes? And what's that been like? Yes, I taught a student for two years, actually, who was living with type 1 diabetes. It was actually an amazing experience. It brought me back to my own childhood and feeling like you're the only person living with the condition. It was really, really important that for this child, I let them know that they weren't alone. The child was using the Freestyle Libre system. At break times, we would compare what our glucose readings were, and it was brilliant just to show that child that adults are living with the condition, that that child's teacher had the condition. I know from speaking to the child's mum, it was really, really reassuring. So I felt really privileged to have the child in my class and to share that start of their journey as a type 1 diabetic. I'd like to think and hope that I offered some reassurance both to the child and to the child's parent as well. Absolutely. And to normalise it for the, that child's peers as well and to make them not feel different in the class. Brilliant and, and such an inspiration. And being a teacher as well, how are you managing your diabetes in class? I've often been asked in the past if it's ever been a barrier to me. And I have to say it hasn't. When you take that ownership of the condition, it's just one part of you. And I know I refer to it as my superpower, and it really is, because for me, it's part of me. It's what makes me who I am. I've lived with type 1 diabetes since the age of four, so I don't know any different. The school day can vary. You could be doing a yard duty outside. You might be doing PE with your class. I'm really into sports, so I train the basketball teams in my school. So no two days are ever the same. And with short break times, I could just scan the Freestyle Libre system using my phone when I'm walking to get my lunch. If I'm in the classroom and I feel like my blood sugars might be dropping a little bit, I can discreetly scan my sugars and see what level I'm at in comparison to having to prick my finger and being a distraction to the class because 
working with young people, distractions happen a lot. <laughs> so anything to minimize the distractions and keep on task. But in my day-to-day -day teaching life, it's just phenomenal the difference that technology has made. That's great. Talking about children again, and now actually you've got one of your own. So you've just had a baby. So many congratulations. Thank you. So how did you approach your pregnancy and your, your diabetes management? It was really important that I spoke with my diabetes team. Before planning my pregnancy, I spoke with my team and discussed where my glucose levels were. And over the last five years, I'd worked really, really hard on my average glucose levels, so my HbA1c. So that's your average glucose readings over a three-month period. They give a good overview as to what your control is like and where you're at. So I'd worked really hard on that, and my diabetes team were really happy with where I was at. And I also spoke to my diabetic retina screening team, as with type 1 diabetes and any form of diabetes you have to be really, really careful with your eyes. So I spoke with that team and they were happy with where I was at. Prior to that, I started taking the higher level of folic acid. The time seemed right and I knew that I was in a good place to try having my baby. And thankfully, everything went really well. I have to say, on becoming pregnant, you could choose the maternity hospital of your choice. So with that, I had monthly checkups and they vary for everyone. No two people living with type 1 diabetes are ever the same. There might be some similarities, but everyone's lifestyle, things vary for people. So for me, it was monthly checkups and each Monday I could ring the diabetic nurses in the maternity hospital and they could actually see what was happening each day, each week. And I could type in saying if you know the day had been a little bit different if I hadn't been as active that day if I got going out for a walk so it was really brilliant especially with the fact that my pregnancy was during a global pandemic so you know I wasn't getting in as much for my diabetic checkups so it was brilliant I could be honest and I think if this was my teenage years I probably would have lied and said no no my control is amazing whereas I was lucky, my control was very good, but on the days where my readings might have been higher, we could actually figure out the reason. And it wasn't a case that you were going to get in trouble. It was all about positive solutions and what we could do to alter that. So that was amazing. And I was really, really well cared for during my pregnancy. Yeah, it sounds like you've had some great support and, and a great experience throughout your pregnancy. So that is fabulous. Just like with babies, living with diabetes can bring good and not so good days. Who do you lean on when you need a bit of help and what does your support network look like? I'm really, really lucky in my support network. My other half, Cottle, is amazing. He's really interested in technology and it was Cottle who bought the Freestyle Libre system for me and it was the best present ever because it opened up a whole new world to me. So he's a really, really good support to me. Then I have my family and they've been amazing just with the journey of being diagnosed with type 1 diabetes from the age of four. My sister's actually a nurse now herself as well, so that's really helpful. But my family are amazing. And then I'm blessed to have such amazing friends 
and colleagues as well who have become friends. And then I guess throughout the pandemic, a whole new world was opened up to me as well with the online forums, different support groups for people living with type 1 diabetes. So I'm part of the Diabetes Ireland group. I'm part of the type 1 diabetes group in Dublin. And there's also a breastfeeding group for type 1 diabetics as well. So having people who are living with the condition, sharing experiences and offering support is amazing. How has the support changed over the years then, Mairead? And how much help do you find is out there? How's that changed over your lifetime with type 1 diabetes? It has changed dramatically. Like there's no comparison from when I was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes to now. Back then, there were no online forums. There wasn't an awful lot of information. Even when I recall the original items used for you know, checking your blood sugars. They were so big and bulky and, you know, everything just was a lot more difficult to use. So things have moved on a lot. I feel like it's a whole new world. The support, the fact that you can actually ring your diabetic team, whereas back when I was diagnosed, it was very much you met at your diabetic checkups The in-between time was very much how you controlled it yourself and a lot of guesswork in that. So online forums really have a huge role to play. And even nowadays, at the age of 32, you know, meeting someone else who's living with type 1 diabetes, it's like being part of a special group. And I'm always in awe or if I'm out and about and I spot someone with their insulin pen or using the freestyle library system I nearly want to go and talk to them I don't know if that's the Irish person in me the type 1 diabetic but it's something special because you know that person has an awareness of your day-to-day life and you just know that you could chat for hours on end about it having those online forums you know asking questions and it might seem like a silly question that you have and I always say it as a teacher there's no such thing as a silly question So I think as adults, we need to incorporate that into our own lives, because if we have a question in relation to our diabetes, there's surely someone else out there who has had that. And I know it's important to link with your diabetes team in making those decisions, but it's always reassuring to know that you're not alone. And I think that's a really big thing with social media and online platforms. It's interesting you say about seeing somebody out with their insulin pen because you can't tell if somebody's got type 1 diabetes, Mm -hmm. can you? And the more technology that we see now, it's becoming more and more obvious who's got type 1 and really building that community, isn't it? it? It's inspiring to see people when they've got the diabetes technology on view. Is there any one thing that you've learned in your journey that you hold on to more than anything else? For me, it would be about being patient. Sometimes I think when we adjust our insulin ratios or change things, we want that instant gratification, that instant solution. It's in the last five years that things dramatically changed for me. And as you mentioned earlier, maybe it's the maturity, it's the education and knowledge that has built up over time. Getting that good glucose level doesn't just happen overnight it's a long long journey everyone out there has different battles with 
their diabetes and it can be a bit of a love-hate relationship and it really is my superpower since I've taken ownership of it because it's part of me. It's something that I'm proud of. And I know through setting up my Instagram page, the idea behind that was if I could help even one person to know that they're not alone, that you can achieve things. I've got messages from people saying it's really inspiring to see that you're a teacher and that you're educating children on it. So it's nice to have the teacher part of my page, but also bringing an awareness about diabetes. But yeah, being patient. And if you do have a bad day, get up the next morning, start afresh again. And one bad day out of a whole week being good is, for me, a positive thing. It is, as we said earlier, it's an invisible condition. And for many people, they don't realize the amount of thinking you do about it unknown to yourself. I didn't realize you wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is check my glucose levels. That's a little bit different now having a baby because sometimes the baby is crying and that's what wakes you up and you look after the baby first and then check your glucose levels. No two days are ever the same. As long as you're trying and educating yourself, then you're on the right path and it does take time. It doesn't just happen overnight. And having bags of patients from living with type 1 diabetes will put you in good stead for having a a newborn as well. (laughs) Very true. And finally, is there any advice you'd give to someone in a similar situation, maybe from your perspective as a teacher, you know, what you found works in helping young children with diabetes? I bring it back to education again. Knowledge is power. I spent so much of my life living with type 1 diabetes, but in the unknown, doing a lot of guesswork, kind of ignoring the condition. But since taking ownership of it, realizing that having knowledge is the power, it's the closest thing that you can do to having a working pancreas, having the knowledge of the food that you eat. It's not saying you can have X food and you can't have Y food. Diabetes has changed so, so much. You can eat the different foods that you want, obviously taking care to have a healthy diet, but having that knowledge, and I know even throughout my pregnancy, if I was in a restaurant and I wouldn't have asked before, but if I got a scone, for example, I'd ask them to weigh it, to know the carbs in it, whereas previously I would have guessed. Little things like that, having the knowledge and I have to say, if anyone ever has a chance to do the Daphne course, that made such a difference to my life and my understanding, because even with living with the condition from the age of four, you don't really question the science behind it. Whereas completing the Daphne course, it gave me an understanding about different carbohydrates, about fast acting, slow acting. If there's ever an opportunity for someone to upscale or learn a little bit more about their diabetes, I would absolutely say take that time, get the knowledge, and it really is empowering and it will be your superpower by the end because you'll have ownership of it. Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for on this episode. Marae, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your experiences. If you'd like to follow her story, a reminder that you can find her on Instagram where she's at type one underscore moonshire. That's type one 
underscore Muncher, which is spelt M-U-I-N-T-E-O-I-R. And if you want to find more information about living with diabetes, then check out our fantastic education site, Freestyle Progress. There you can find the Freestyle Libre Academy, tutorial videos, webinars, and the rest of this podcast series, and lots more. That's all online at progress.freestylediabetes.co.uk. Thanks for listening and see you next time. The information provided is not intended to be used for medical diagnosis or treatment or as a substitute for professional medical advice. Please consult your physician or qualified health provider regarding your condition and appropriate medical treatment. Individual symptoms, situations and circumstances may vary.